0: hey guys welcome to the mc anime podcast we cover anime geek culture japanese aesthetics and asian studies we are a multi-fandom podcast and you can expect to hear topics in your favorite hobby or fandom activity potentially you can find mc anime on google podcasts spotify apple podcasts and youtube also please check out mcanimepodcast.com our website furthermore stay tuned in for another episode
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime Podcast here. MC here, and today I have a special guest with me today. Introduce
0: you, how you are, and what you do? Hello, uh, my name is Elliot. I'm here at Anime Inc. Uh, I helped install the giant LED video wall for the events. Um, I'm also running the visuals to those walls and also the music right now. So, kind of like a jack-of-all-trades. <laughs> Alright, and today's episode,
1: you go know it for it? Straight from Elliot, we're going to do AV and event setup. So what are the basics of AV and how does it translate to venues and all that stuff?
0: So AV is kind of like the backbone of all uh, live production, whether it be music, or entertainment, generally entertainment. And uh, AV stands for audiovisual, so that involves running music, whether it be uh, pre-recorded or live, uh, and also running uh, visuals, and that would just be uh, visual presentations, videos uh, on anything that no one can see on, on the screen or whatnot. Um, and yeah, that's basically the gist of the industry. We just have kind of work together, like a well-oiled machine to really uh, help bring the production to life and yeah, provide the best quality for our clients.
1: Well, AV typically is very important. I have a background in it. I've done TV nuts for four years. I've done stage design, light design. I have did everything under the sun, grappling. I had a uh, we literally had our own studio to actually make changes to and do like production notebooks. So it went from TV, movies, everything. Yeah. So with audiovisual, I actually volunteered a couple of years ago with. Uh, Daxicon, I was actually the volunteer for AV. Oh, nice. So I was actually running the, uh, DVD room with the different DVDs for the, uh, the, like the movie, retro movies, anime movie, all that stuff. And I also helped with the different panels, do the audio checks, make sure they had the production that they needed. So what does a large scale event in AV look like?
0: So what would scare all of that in AB? Uh, that would typically be your conventions, whether it be corporate or entertainment conventions, um, that would be like for your anime cons, and then corporate events and just be like, a good example would be like, you know, an Apple presentation and they're, you know, revealing a product that would be considered a corporate event. Um, so it's many different cards, uh, many different clients and stuff, which is really cool, but um, yeah, I think that's it' register there. So what is your favorite type of an event to work in AB? Um we uh, entertainment events. Uh currently like the one we're at with uh, anime ink, uh, I, I like it because it see it's a bit more fun. Uh, you get to have a bit more fun with like the, the graphics and the audio. Uh and it's more laid back, you know. Um still professional, uh, but it's not as strict as portrait events, Got which it. are very, you know, more formal. Um, but for events like these, like Covengy and stuff, I absolutely love doing that. It's such a block.
1: Oh, okay. So, set up in a big event like this, what type of
0: licenses do you need to get ahead of time? Um, yeah. really, I think the only licenses you need is, I mean, if you're gonna be, you know, uh, using like a forklift, obviously, like a forklift certification, because, you know, we have a lot of huge head machinery, uh, but for me personally, I didn't really have to get any licenses to get in. I just had to, you know, have a small background and you know what I'm already doing with like audio visual because you know I got my start in the industry when I was a teenager and I got into learning like you know video editing and uh, music and sound design and stuff so I already have kind of a prerequisite knowledge with that kind of stuff so I was able to apply that knowledge that I knew to uh, when I began working in the AV industry and uh, it's it's helped a lot but I feel like Anyone can start regardless of their skill level because um, It's typically we can start with a beginner position which would be stage hand work, And that's just the than in job, up in a sheet area on stage and then um, If other fields into the industry, you can work your way up, but yeah, gotcha. very much like an entry level job. Um job But if you work hard enough and you dedicate enough time you can work your way up. Oh, okay. Now how about say public
1: screenings and performance rights how does that go about? so with
0: that typically the av side doesn't usually enable that it's with like the the venue and the event organizer but with those kind of licenses you would have that for like big edo okay and stuff like that so they usually have those licenses for larger scale productions where there's more money involved oh okay you know electric daisy carnival is a perfect example so if you have like you're investing so much into your business and stuff and definitely need to purchase some licenses as well. So that way, you know, the artist also gets paid fairly when their music gets played. Oh, okay.
1: So, typically you don't handle that stuff. Has there ever been an event where they haven't had that legal rights actually access ahead of time?
0: Oh, I couldn't tell you, honestly. I mean, i played, as a DJ myself, i played some underground events where we don't really have that. But, like, again, it's a lower budget event. There's a Lower risk. Yeah, lower risk, lower in assets, lower pretty much everything, you know. And what you paid for those events or you just did voluntary? Oh, There's some underground events. I volunteer my time, you know, because I definitely want to offer my skills and such. I mean, obviously, for corporate and, and entertainment events, I am paid for my time physically. It's a lot to do. It's very yeah. fast-consuming, very physically taxing. But, um, yeah, I will volunteer my time every now and then to smaller events that, you know, definitely needed to help chicks start their event gotcha
1: gotcha and do you typically go into like different tv shows or entertainment is as, as like a basis for like how it their visuals look like
0: um i haven't actually done tv or broadcast yet that actually is a branch of the av field that i definitely want to explore someday um uh right now i'm currently training to be an audio visual technician uh, uh okay running visuals today i'm technically not uh, i'm a video technician um, but when I work my way up to audio and, and video technician, then I can like, move on to like broadcasts or something like that. Oh, okay. How about TV shows? Do you like to watch it in general
1: or you
0: typically do other stuff for fun? Um, I mean, I used to watch, I I used to watch uh, TV back in the day before I got so busy with my words, schedule. but, um, I mean, I liked, I liked a few shows here and there, like Breaking Bad and, um. Uh, the other one I really got into was uh, uh, B Stars, which is kind of tech... Beastars?! Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's technically an anime, but that was another, I guess, for a show that was actually really invested in and That was definitely a lot of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, how about anime-wise?
1: Is there any investment there? Or oh yeah, you just like,
0: eh. I mean, my favorites are definitely Cowboy Bebop, Space Dandy, um, Trigun. So you like the 90s? Yeah, that style definitely is like very captivating to me. I, I like kind of the more vintage look of it. Alright. So the vintage look because
1: of the old school type of uh, procedure for the the production.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's as that certain. There's a certain type of film green and like glow kind of wasn't. Gotcha.
1: So you like from the uh, manga translation to the panel on screen with
0: traditional drawing right yeah like another i mean another favorite film of mine is uh, akira because like they translate the art style of like you know the manga very well there's a film and still to the day, one of the most visually stunning films i've ever watched
1: i think akira i agree with that because their film style was very ajabberant but it was very unique for its own movie set
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean the amount of detail that went in under these crazy, like, I... And that has a lot of detail in it generally, yeah. but to
1: encapsulate the, uh, the task and, like, boy details and that look fake... Yeah. Actually, was interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you can even find animation cells these days that live selling straight-up frames in the movie, and they give them for several thousand dollars just because the amount of detail fat is gone in the Gotcha.
1: So, what is the interesting story that you had with a client or an event
0: that you thought was really really fun? Um, I think that definitely the one that was really fun was um, one of the events that I ran down in uh, Orlando, Florida. Uh, It's actually called Amphora Ravers of Orlando. Uh, That is a a rave slash hardcore event that me and my friends have started. I like working on that event specifically because it's a passion project of mine and i love like setting up uh, sound and visuals and you know, making sure the DJs we have coming into play are all set up and accommodated. So it, that's a lot of fun because not only is it a passion project for mine, but I'm also helping, you know, my clients and, and uh the performers to also have a good time as well just to help, you know, run things smoothly. So yeah, it's a blast. Alright, uh, So how did that project start it actually? So that project started around six or seven years ago, um, me and several of our friends are DJs, so we, um, we just got together, we're like, we should throw our own music event, cause, uh, there wasn't that many around in Orlando, Florida, all uh, pre-pandemic. So you hire your own DJs, but your DJs did the one the event. Yeah, yeah, cause we'll also play the event, but we'll, we'll, we'll get it. Oh, okay. We'll get in outside DJs and stuff who will come to us who want to play it. And, you know, we'll also scout out other DJs we feel are a fit for the Linux show. So what kind of publicity does that event get? Um, so we just we actually just launched that event this year. Uh, we didn't get much publicity, but we did sell out two of our shows already, so we already have to get a bigger venue. Uh the first show with a smashing success. Obviously the second show we we threw it was an even bigger success. But um yeah, it's still it's still a fairly new event, um, but you know, with enough with enough shows that we run and that you know gain that momentum, we'll definitely probably it get some more football. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So, what part of AV do you like the most? Definitely um, the audio aspect of it, because when I'm not doing AV, I'm also a, um, I'm an electronic producer and I'm also a sound engineer, so I take care of mixing and mastering the production and. Doing that for about 15 years, I can apply it to uh, running sound for AV, and it's fairly easy for me because I've already had like the prerequisite skills. Um, and it's also just a blast because I will be able to work with the different rooms that I have and to try to adjust the systems to get the best sound. Oh, okay.
1: Have you ever worked for, like a production company or a media like to produce a show or anything like that? Um,
0: I would love to work for... Uh, Definitely more in actually like indie video game developers because I like mm-hmm. that scene is is really very, very creative and I want to lend my skill as like a music producer to those things because like, yeah, the, the, the uh, video game company stuff is, is, it's all right. It does pay the most, but I, I feel like I'm going my passion that player wise more on the underground as a creative myself. So I want to get more into uh, Indian, uh music development. Okay so what about indie specifically
1: that makes you draw out to that industry
0: um i would think just the different styles of video games i mean i'm seeing really really interesting like hand-drawn styles and and also like um there's one video game that's in development um i don't know the name off the top of my head but they're actually utilizing uh like hand stitching uh for their stray animations each to me is very very like with a needle and thread on an actual cloth they would they would make like the the spray animation sheet of the animations, and they would take photos of that as frame. And- oh, so they're using stop frame technology. Right, yeah, but they're, they're oh, so, like, the creativity, it just days in the indie seat is is, is is so is so crazy to see. Because, you know, it's a bunch of people that want to bring something new to the table, and they're passionate about it, so, like, the quality is always, like, so up. Well, stop
1: frame was already difficult enough with yeah. play and all that other stuff, but when you add the stitching... You have each individual stitch fabric yeah. doing slightly moving into the object of the frame. Yeah. And you doing photo? you're literally doing still shots of every single right. tiny detail. It's kind of crazy how that works. Yeah, yeah, I mean a good, another
0: good example will be that video game Pilots. It's uh, another indie game and the dude uses stop motion animation for all the character animations. And um, also does his own music and everything for it. But uh, yeah, Ilex is a really, really good game. Like stop playing with
1: like the low cost animation quality you can get, but at the same time, it's the most time consuming. Yeah. It can take years just to do a movie in that type of style. Oh yeah, definitely. So it really goes to show that the person behind the creative vision for that project needs, I don't know, and recognition for it, because it
0: doesn't happen very often. Right, recognition or funding for it, because obviously it's very time-consuming, and uh, you're going to need a lot of resources and stuff, so... I mean, that's why I like to help, like, like, Kickstarters and stuff. Like, I think Kickstarter is, is amazing for, like, project status like that, but... We definitely need more, um, out-of-the-box uh, indie game developers, because, like, the creativity is endless when you're kind of both a god show. So with the event set up, what is some of the most challenging aspects of that? For me, um, probably the physical lifting. I'm not. I mean, I'm not really a a kind of a muscular kind of guy, but um, it can be very physically taxing. But the final product of it it gives me such a huge sense of accomplishment. Uh, But yeah, uh, another other other challenges can be uh, last minute changes in schedules and stuff, but. And, you know, it's kind of the nature of the beast of the industry. So every time I go away, I kind of have that mindset of, like, knowing every schedule, but also knowing things can change, like, immediately. So I'm always on my toes. So
1: have you done anything to maybe affect the muscle aspect? Uh, we're it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess another bit has heavy lifting is like, oh, crap, I'm square."
0: Yeah, I mean, with, you know, with additional ads, it helps a lot. But I mean, that's why I'm, nice. I'm mostly training to be a technician and stuff. Is then I do the other stuff. You don't have to do the lifting as much. Right? Yeah, I mean, and also it's more my field if I'm doing a, uh, a technician kind of job. Yeah, gotcha. you know, I'm using my knowledge of the past decade or so. So, what is the usual role that you take in AV at the events? Uh, for now, it's actually stagehand, so uh, lifting and stuff for now uh, and setting up. I mean, I helped set up this entire LED wall, which it was a process, but um, we got it all wired up and stuff. you they like put it on the ground first, and then help it up, half yeah. of it, panels at a time. So what we did is we actually had this very low to the ground. We put one row up there because there's about three rows of this. I uh, would put we put one row on, raise that up, put the other row on, and then so forth. So you have, so it's it's, and they put together kind of like puzzle pieces too, which are really cool. And then you would uh, just wire. Do kind of chain the data tables through so that way, yeah, video outputting through here it just goes into one panel and then that connects into that and then so forth and then creates gotcha. a nice, cohesive ending. So basically, you use using like uh, what was
1: it ULL connection? We're using Ethernet connection, so oh, Ethernet,
0: yeah, yeah, we um, I don't know if you can see it, there's like a green cable up Oh, it's okay. them, um. um we have them plugged into each of here. Your- oh, okay, yeah. Well, this is, I believe, cable standard setup. Yeah, yeah. But well,
1: usually with mics and stuff, you use that setup.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's also similar to my audio setup. I mean, uh, this method is called daisy Training when you, you know, at least you maybe chain one into the other to make it coalesce. Uh I already had that kind of knowledge with. Playing guitar, using effects pedals, you daisy chain each together. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: okay. I can. I even see the safety latch on every single of the device. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those will lock it all together and stuff. Lock it in so it doesn't fall off. <laughs> yeah. They were a pain to get them in there, but you know. So I did that. I did that with uh, the big safety chains or light design. Yeah. When I had to change all the grappling, we had to move the big old lights onto the safety connections and everything else. Yeah. So it How long did that take? Several days. Well I mean you were here several days setting this up. Yeah, about two days. So the setup of this was two
0: days. Um ten hours? Oh overtime, more than that. <laughs> I am I'm I'm I am uh numbering out to fifteen hour days now, so it's oh, not too bad. No, it's not. It's not. It's bad. not like you're doing 20 hours. No, I've done 20 hours before on uh, AV, so like that's that's kind of like a kind of a, an endurance. Uh, you like this 24 hours events? I mean, I'm I'm passionate about it. It's either working this or food service, so I kind of prefer this one over. <laughs> it took me like 10 plus years to get out of that industry. It's like grueling stuff. So. Because I do uh, grocery. Yeah. So I'm in uh retail. Yeah.
1: Not necessarily food service because I'm in produce, so I do the other handling for that. But getting out of it's hard because you do it so much like you just used to it. Yeah. I kinda wanna the podcast
0: take over and get out of it, but it is what it is. Right, yeah. You know, I mean you'll get there with enough momentum. I mean that's kinda how I got out of food service was like I kept doing it. I kept doing DJ gigs and stuff because like, I'm also like a full-time DJ and I'm not working this. So I just get paid to be thrown out to just play different events. And that took a long time though. That took me like 15 years to get to that point. So it's just consistency.
1: Gotcha. So with events set up, what is the most challenging
0: aspect that you have to deal with? Um, I guess... Uh, I mean troubleshooting can be a little challenging. Nothing too challenging. You're just kind of having to like backtrack and you know look through the signal chain and see what's up. Um can be a little stressful when you're under pressure and you know there's like you know time on the clock and stuff, but I mean we usually make it work. Oh, uh, okay. What is the biggest challenge you've ever had in the event before? Um biggest challenge i mean there are a lot of challenges i mean we had a lot of challenges just this past weekend alone um but yeah, you know, i think the biggest challenge for me is just learning things as i go wow there still some things uh what i don't know with learning these kind of things but through troubleshooting and experience with that i'm learning as i go can be very challenging but um nothing too bad what's the craziest story you ever had accounted either at an event or something else crazy story um honestly nothing too crazy surprisingly um most obscure most obscure i mean i kind of helped set up an event out in the uk last month and that was my first time over there so oh so you flew to the uk how was that that was a lot of fun because uh the same it was the same event i helped a little bit uh, set up with. I also played as a VJ, so that's my first day outside of the outside. How did you get that client? Um, I make. I mean, I make music uh, in my spare time. Uh, oh, okay, so uh, I gained enough of an audience to where they actually reached out to me. Uh, I won't reveal my music project name because uh, I've already revealed the company I work for. So I, I try to keep this those two separate. Uh, uh, yeah, I gained enough of an audience with that project to where uh, yeah, a client all the way out in the UK noticed me. So gotcha quite a good event. So
1: from that event do you think that that propelled you in a different light in traveling abroad?
0: Yeah definitely I mean um, what I love about this industry and like the jobs I I can get are uh, just the travel aspect because I get to actually travel and see like the world and you know I mean this is my first time up in Richmond, Virginia so it's been pretty cool up here. I'm loving the weather which is Funny to say because I was born and raised in Florida. <laughs> everyone from Florida tells me that like, it's hot. Yeah, it's hot. It's too hot for me. I mean, everyone I know in Florida is just like, "Oh, I love the heat. I can't, I, I can't stand it." I'm, I'm trying to leave the state like as early as uh, you know, early next year. So, oh my gosh,
1: what's the furthest you traveled?
0: The furthest I've traveled was Liverpool, UK.
1: So, UK was the furthest. Yes, yeah. everything else has been the United States. Correct. Yeah. Uh, okay. all right. I think the I travel was Mexico. That was a podcast retreat, so that was oh, kind of no. fun. Yeah. So was different things to do. With the uh, types of events you set up. What are some of the strangest that have been set up? Um
0: 13. Oh maybe fair. Since I'm still fairly nearly in the street, and I mean nothing too strange so far. Um that's it. I mean, this event I wouldn't consider strange, but it was very, very cool. I mean, this is actually probably the coolest event I've I've said so far with an uh, anime uh, tattoo convention. I never knew they actually existed. Yeah, it was like
1: one of the first official, like, continuing yeah focused on anime and tattoos
0: at the same time right and to me that's super cool uh you kind of did a, a mixture you know you know and i was here last year i got a tattoo yeah, mc yeah. anime podcast that's what i
1: got this, yeah. this is the only tattoo i'm gonna get because it's my podcast and I might as well be a walking billboard for my brand
0: yeah yeah i mean i thought about doing the same for my dj name so i call because i don't have any tattoos at the moment but that might be my first one so well, you're gonna, of course, you're gonna have to
1: get the tattoo outside of the event because you're yeah. in the event, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, people have jerked around all the time with them, like they're, are like, you didn't even tattoo at this event? I'm like, I'm working, I'm working
1: all day. He's working on stuff. Why would he get that? He's no, no time for a tattoo. <laughs> he has no help to believe him to even get a tattoo. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. So, with AV in general, what is one aspect that people don't realize when it goes into the industry? Um,
0: lots of last minute changes uh, lots of last minute additions sometimes Uh, we work very very hard behind the scenes to make a a seamless flow of entertainment to the the client and to the customers it's a go piece of the vet Um, but behind the scenes we are definitely working overtime we'll always find ourselves scrambling to make things work um, but you know when you have enough people on the job and uh, you know try enough good leadership it can become a well-oiled machine right. right but yeah it's a lot of lot of time and dedication a lot of lost hours of sleep so okay. yeah all right so
1: typically A V is usually at like a party scene. How you describe a party scene to populate A V and what you do there compared to like corporate events for entertainment.
0: So I love the party scene cause like um obviously you yeah, have like anime ink uh, and like those fun kind of there that I kind of showcase gardens. Yeah. Um, I have helped with AV with like uh, room parties. You would find those like mentioned yeah. the sub. I would just help them load in the audio and like set up their DJ beer and stuff. I like that. It's more laid back. A lot of us are very passionate about what we do and stuff, you know. And I, I know a lot of friends who I've also worked um, just kind of laid back events with and their bumblers with. With uh, corporate, it's a little bit more strict. Um, you are just. Uh, the, what's the word for it, the, the, the drive to be almost, if not 100% perfect is, is, uh, is it urgency, is Yeah. The sense of urgency is much higher, uh, because we're just making sure that, um, uh, for our clients, if proper work, it's mostly demonstrations or, like, you know, product reveals and stuff like that. Yeah. You want to make sure you're on the top of your game and, uh, the world to know that helps us so. You want crisp sound, clear sound, plus any visuals to tell what the product is or what the presentation is telling. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're gonna make sure all those are all locked and you ready to go. So. All right. So which location have you set up that had the
1: the least suitable setup process for AV? Like it was bare bones, didn't have anything you needed. Um.
0: Definitely in the event that I hope run in in Orlando because we actually provide our own beer and stuff like that, oh. that was just cool. that's just all of us pulling together our own stuff. usually the events that i I'm officially hired for uh, so no events where
1: the setup was tail was hard to do because they had limited setup
0: i mean i've 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 actually worked very very recent events with that kind of stuff and uh, in those situations we have had to. June- kind of make do with what we have with the deer we have on hand and you know sometimes if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out usually with that process we're provided a list of deer that is expected of us to provide sometimes there can be little hiccups and miscommunications with oh okay you know not the right deer you know there's like some kind of thing between the client and uh you know the company even i work for Oh okay at the end of the day we make it work we we that's where troubleshooting is involved and you know you're making do with the cards that are uh, dealt to you, so... Gotcha.
1: I think the better the best uh, limitations on an event are an outside event, right? Because everything has to... You have to bring the equipment in. Yeah. If they're not it, you get provided and do the hookups. Right. To get to that power source.
0: Right, yeah. Because also when we bring in our, our own gear, we know how it works. So we know exactly how to set it up. And that makes the process much easier. And do you use, like... Uh a generator or a convertible? Um I mean it depends on the, what the venue provides. I know outside okay. kind of, of things we usually we reach out to the venue to kinda of gain specifics of gotcha what is expected with Howard. And then we bring our own gear like tables and Because
1: I know some people there they send that uh, they got Surge Protector, they got the generator, yeah. they have a battery setup, so it all depends.
0: Yeah, I mean we we bring our battery backups and stuff, you know, dusting taste. Gotcha. So long. Um like I said, we're always uh we're always quick thinking on our feet and uh, making dealer of like a resource story back on the map. Oh, okay. So with that being said, do you think that
1: general setup of an event in AV is typically fun? Yeah, I would say so,
0: um, because at the end of the day... Uh, we... If the client is happy that gives us such a deep sense of accomplishment, let's use a call. Uh, due to a wording heart of uh, Daisy to me, especially like... You know... I can put together productions and and look back and that also adds to my portfolio and that can help me find more work so it's definitely really fun when you can pull off the projects very well and it, you know and, and if the client likes you enough you can also they'll ask you back which is really cool so. So you think if you do this event so well they're going to ask you back to come back? We'll see it's ultimately up to the client uh, at the end of the day I just want to make them happy so. Okay okay. So what are your closing thoughts to get to the onus about
1: AV and event set up in general?
0: Um, definitely if it's something that you're interested in or if, uh, you know, pertains to your passions, um, I'd say definitely go for it. Um, push yourself, uh, it's definitely stuff that you have to be outside of your comfort zone to learn more um, yep. skills and stuff, but, um. Honestly, if with a little bit of patience and persistence, I mean, you can definitely do it. You can work your way up because there are so many different positions in the industry and you can find. Um, especially if you look within to your personal strengths, you know, as, in, as you can focus on your personal strengths and what you can offer, that can help you excel with the empathy okay. because then, you know, you can find the right place that we click.
1: Okay, all right. And, you know... Actually, audio and visual is very easy to get into than the other, like, broadcasts, right. podcasts, and all that stuff because of the simple fact that all these different events want to have a visual and sound on hand for an event to be successful or, you know, even a dance or other stuff. Right. Live entertainment sells at an events, and they're going to continue to sell because people still want to book these types of events to do it. Absolutely, yeah. And with that being said, uh, where can they find you and all that stuff?
0: Uh, well, the company I work for, you can find us at Maxon Um Yeah, we're an uh, audiovisual team located down in Miami, Florida. Um, definitely reach out to us for all your entertainment needs. We do such sort of a wide variety of mini shows. Gotcha. And you want to give
1: a, a share for your music or no?
0: um not this time since uh, i am technically working today so okay all right makes
1: sense this makes sense but yeah elliot over here he's the audio visual for the event at anime inc it was nice to have him on the podcast talk about you know a little bit about his music dj hobby on the side but also overall his passion for how mass communications, A V, all come together.
0: Right, yeah, and, and uh, at the end of the day, if it makes the client smile and, and everything, that's what I'm looking for. I'm definitely looking for- Yeah, sure. But offering a mass quality uh, service off. And if you
1: want to be in the A V, well, polish up your skills, maybe you'll be in an event one day that you can operate the computer, do the sound, give some live
0: entertainment, and then build from there. That's how you do your brand. Absolutely, yeah, and persistence and, uh, consistency and persistence are the two major keys especially if you're just starting out sometimes it can be very hard sometimes you may feel like you're not a good fit but as long as you you're patient with the process so you allow yourself some time to grow and to learn it gets easier and easier yep and typically the
1: be on time is the key yes sometimes being early is even better yeah also have to know that it's a lot of hard work you got to be committed you have to work with you got, and, at the same time, have a good personality that goes with other people. If you're going to see different people at different events. They can make both the crap out of you, but you have to like be as professional as possible to help that client because you never want a bad review or a complaint like that.
0: Right. What's that saying? I think it's like service with a smile. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, you are a professional. They have hired you. You're you're gonna yeah you're gonna come across so many different types of people, but you know as long as you're working with them and trying to to achieve the end product, so that's all that matters.
1: All right, guys. Well, that concludes this episode of A, B, and Event Setup. Thank you, Ellen, for being here. It was lots of fun to have you and his work on Maxwell and Productions and everything else he does. All right, guys. See you later.
0: This concludes another episode of MC MC Anime Anime Podcast. Podcast. MC Anime Podcast is available on podcast directories like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. We also have our website at mcanimepodcast.com. If you want to directly support us, then follow Patreon blog MC Anime. Finally, if you want services for hire, then we're available on Fiverr for audio and video production, graphic design, idea consulting, and blog and article writing.